I recently had the opportunity to travel to Austin, Texas for the first time. I've been hearing so many great things about Austin, from their music scene to their food scene. There's also a burgeoning artistic scene with several creators and filmmakers making their homes in Austin. Hell, the city's unofficial motto is Keep Austin Weird. Who wouldn't want to visit a place like that? I had a great time in Austin, and I feel very fortunate for the opportunity to visit that city. But I did notice a few issues in Austin that I started poking around in. On a more comical note, the electronic scooters. Oh my, the electronic scooters. Last year, South Park did an episode on electronic scooters, which I thought was ridiculous. There was a scene where people in the town were collecting the scooters in the back of pickup trucks and throwing them into the river. And the show, of course, made these scooters seem like a tremendous menace. Having seen the electronic scooters in action, being left on sidewalks, I have to agree with South Park. It wasn't that much of an exaggeration. People are driving these damn scooters on the sidewalks, in the streets, not paying attention. Locals were telling me that there's some kind of ordinance that's coming soon to regulate these scooters. But I have to say, if you live in a city where these scooters are not currently available, do not let them into the city. Do not let them on the sidewalks. I thought the whole thing was blown out of proportion and people were overreacting. They're a menace and they're an eyesore. But on a less comical note, one of the other observations I made about Austin is a very large population of homeless people. I grew up and I currently work in the city of Philadelphia, and I am exposed to homeless people on a daily basis. But there was something unique about Austin's homeless population. They seem to have congregated in larger numbers. They seem to be on almost every street that we were in on the downtown area. It's because of the number, it's because of the frequency of homeless people that we were encountering that led me to start to question, why are there so many homeless people in that city at the moment? What's happening? And when I have questions, that usually leads to a podcast. So this week, we are talking about Austin's homeless population. I'm Joey Lombardi, and this is SourceCast episode 140. There are two trends that are usually at the basis of a rising homeless population. One is the shortage of affordable rental housing, and two is an increase in poverty. Other factors that can precipitate homelessness are job loss or unemployment, mental illness, the lack of health care, substance abuse, and domestic abuse. In Austin, there are several organizations that are working hard to prevent and end homelessness. This includes the Foundation for the Homeless, Front Steps, and Green Doors. But at the forefront is ECHO, Ending Community Homeless Coalition. I don't know how that ends with coalition, but it's called ECHO, but I'm going with it. ECHO uses a pay-for-success model and plans to leverage private investment to provide 250 homeless people with subsidized rental housing and other social services. But considering the growing population of homeless people in Austin, 250 houses is just a drop in the bucket. According to FrontSteps.org, year-to-date, they serviced over 12,000 individuals last year who were in need or suffered from some form of homelessness. Front Steps identifies two different types of homeless people. One is literally homeless, which means individuals sleeping in the streets, or discharged from an institution where they resided for 90 days or less and were homeless upon institutional entry. Literally not homeless are individuals at risk of homelessness or receiving housing subsidization services. Front Steps serviced 7,498 literal homeless people and 4,654 not literal homeless. 
And while there are services that are trying to help the homeless population, it continues to grow. The Austin Monitor reports that Ann Howard, who is the executive director of Ending Community Homeless Coalition, again, ECHO. So Ann Howard believes that the reason for the increase of homelessness is not related to the fact that more people are moving to Austin, but because crises happen and housing is expensive. And she continues to reiterate, what creates homelessness is the lack of affordable housing. CBSAustin.com reported in November of 2018 that the city was developing a strategy to deal with the homeless population. And I quote, the city of Austin is responding to concerns about a growing homeless population near a South Austin shopping center. Residents in the South Park Meadows area went to the city worried about safety. In response, officials are putting a new plan in place, but they said there are no simple solutions. A South Austin resident stated that there have been multiple instances of trespassing, illegal encampment, and there's been littering. There's also been petty theft and far worse. We don't want to demonize the homeless, but we want to help them find an opportunity. The Austin Police Department said that the city will invest in additional resources in the South Park Meadows area in the coming weeks. Their main focus will be working with the people to get them the help that they need. However, most of the time, what they need is a place to go. In late 2018, KXAN.com reported that the city of Austin is spending more than $33 million this fiscal year on services for the homeless. Most of that money is going to the Austin Public Health Department, which gives grants and helps people find shelter. A member of the Austin Public Health Department said, We're treading water and we need to identify new resources. They're working to find private partners, especially landowners and property owners who are willing to help. The city may be able to turn to federal funding and the November bond election for assistance as well. So while the city is trying to find resources and to address the homeless situation in a very humane way, there's still the effect of having a group of people who likely have substance abuse problems or might have mental issues sleeping on the streets. A Reddit user who goes by the handle Howinator described the issue near the 7th Street area in downtown Austin, and I quote, It has become abundantly clear to me that Austin has an issue with homelessness. My house has been broken into twice. Both times, the police threw up their hands and said it was just a member of the vagrant community who would be impossible to track down. Knowing that, I think it's an issue that entire areas of our city are dominated by the homeless. There was a time, although I'm not sure if this is still the case because I haven't been in that area recently, where the drag had become a veritable homeless town. Furthermore, the overflowing homeless shelter slash soup kitchen on 7th Street has made that part of town an extremely stressful area to walk through. My girlfriend has told me that she will not walk through that area alone. At first I thought she was overreacting, but after walking through there a month ago, I agree with her. I'm leveraging this entire Reddit thread to get locals' experiences with the homeless population. One Redditor called out, and I quote, If there aren't already, they could set a city ordinance law, like no loitering on public walkways or no peddling for cash in the streets. A local attorney actually responded to that and stated, As a local criminal defense attorney, I can tell you that this approach not only costs more than simply housing people, it creates a surreal cycle of processing people into jail for minor criminal trespasses. Costs for taxpayers include the time and resources of the arresting officers, cost of processing, feeding, clothing, and housing those people under tight security. Taxpayers also have to pay for transportation to and from the courts, the time of the court and its staff, and the time of the county attorneys and its staff, the cost of publicly funded defense, and further jailing for the balance of any agreement that wasn't covered by the time served. The more and more I read about the homeless situation, there is information that's consistently saying it is cheaper to house homeless people than to address them via police and force. 
although some cities have taken a more nefarious approach to dealing with their homeless, which Austin seems to be a victim of. There's a practice called homeless dumping, and that's when local officials provide homeless people with bus tickets and make them leave the area for a quote-unquote warmer climate. There's an International Business Times article from 2015 titled, Homeless Bus Ticket Program Across the Nation Offer Little Accountability, Poor Housing Solutions, Activists Say. And it's by Eben Blake. And I quote, For years, Oklahoma City tackled its homeless problems by handing out bus tickets to other cities to its down-and-out residents. But once the homeless arrived at their destination, they were often greeted with a new one-way bus ticket, as city leaders across the nation increasingly embraced the practice of busing out the poor, a solution that solved the immediate problem of reducing the municipality's homeless crisis without actually finding housing for the needy. The practice, criticized as homeless dumping, has been quietly embraced by local government leaders since the early 2000s in an effort to diminish the public visibility of the poor and avoid costly services. But a growing number of housing activists have begun to push back against the bus ticket solution, urging government officials to instead consider permanent solutions within communities to address homelessness, including affordable housing. And again, one of the things that keep coming up is that it is cheaper to provide homeless people with housing and support services than to throw the police and law and regulations at them. In a Vox.com article from February of 2019, the most effective way to help the homeless is to give them homes by Matthew Yagalis. And I quote, Some early research on this produced truly mind-boggling results, like a Central Florida Commission on Homelessness study indicating that the region was spending about triple on policing homeless people's nonviolence rule-breaking as it would cost to get each homeless person a house and a caseworker. More recently, there were additional studies that effectively came to the same conclusion. In 2017, a Rand Corporation analysis of the Housing for Health program in L.A. concluded that the county saved about 20% by putting people with complex mental health issues in supportive housing rather than relying on law enforcement and emergency room visits. There was a 2015 randomized control trial of a housing-first approach across several Canadian cities that saw essentially no change in money spent. But one should also consider that Canada's structurally lower health care costs are likely a factor here as well. But there were gains in the quality of life and community functioning. And finally, there was a separate randomized trial study in Toronto that found that Housing First was effective in combating alcohol abuse disorders. So there's a lot of evidence that would indicate that investing funds in providing housing for the homeless is considerably more effective than police and some form of hospitalization. There are a lot of people that say you shouldn't give the homeless people money. That's the reason why they stay on the streets, because they're panhandling. And there's a lot of people that are saying these are people that are just looking for handouts. But if you spent any time in any major city walking down the streets on a cold night, most of the people out there asking for money or asking for food, they're not there because they want to be. I would say that most of them are not out there because they figured out some panhandling scam. It's because they're mentally ill or they have a substance abuse issue. These are people who are sick and they need compassion and they need help. And whether or not you're in Austin or Philadelphia or New York or San Francisco or Los Angeles... We have to find a better, more compassionate solution to help these people and to get them off the streets. And if you're listening to this and you want to help the homeless people of Austin, Texas, you can donate to the ECHO Fund. And again, ECHO is Ending Community Homeless Coalition. And you can send the check to ECHO, again, Ending Community Homelessness Coalition, Attention, Ann Howard, 300 East Highland Mall Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78752. Or you can go to austinecho.org slash donate.
And that's all we have for this week. You can find Swordcast on iTunes, Google Music, and all of your favorite podcasting applications. Sourcecast is recorded in Bucolic, Mandurah, New Jersey, and it's produced by my dad. The outro is performed by me, Ben Lombardi, and music is provided by Patrick Lee. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.